0: What it do, baby, what it do? Welcome to the ninth episode. Yes, I said it, ninth episode of Soccer Block. It's exciting. Today is an exciting day because today, I feel, is a national holiday for myself. But happy Juneteenth for everyone that's listening. But yes, I have with me my co-hosts. I have Maria and Kim. What's up? Ladies, how are you guys feeling?
1: Feeling good, good. How are you feeling?
0: <laughs> I'm good. I can't complain. I'm I'm tired, honestly. I did a lot of miles yesterday riding my bike, so my legs are are wobbly and tired. But I'm, <laughs> good, I'm good. Um How are you too? Yeah, how are you?
2: Oh, well. Um, I think I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. My arm hurts <laughs> like when I lift it up. So it's kind of sore. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no.
0: Gotta do some stretches, Kim. You gotta do some stretches at least. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so our topic for today, everyone, it is hope and recovery, and we have two special guests with us. I have a assistant professor of public health law and the co-founder of Health for Youth. I have Heather Butts. And then also a history teacher from Avenues the World School and teaches the podcast course at NYU School for Professional Studies, David Felsen. But before we put him on, um, you know, we're still in this pandemic. We still are in this pandemic for COVID-19. And so we have this wonderful, wonderful person to join us, Heather Butts. Give a round of applause, Heather. (laughs) Heather, welcome to our podcast. I I don't know if you ever saw our podcast or or been on our podcast before. I think this is your first time being on here. So welcome. Um, How are you feeling today? Happy Juneteenth.
3: Thank you. Happy Juneteenth to you. And thank you so much for inviting me. I have not been on here, but I feel very honored and privileged to have been invited. And so... Thank you very much, and I look forward to being here with you.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, like we said, we're still in this pandemic, Heather. I know your, your specialty is about um, just viruses and, and things like that. So could you give us a little update on, I guess, let's start with <laughs> the good news uh, with New York, and then you can give us the America. Update.
3: Sure, right. So, my name is Heather Buds, and just the two second version of who I am. So, why I actually can talk to you about these things, because some of you might be saying, Who is she? <laughs> why can she talk to us about these things? So, I'm a public health law professor. And my just by way of background, I my educational background is I went to Princeton undergrad. I was a history major, um, and my focus was actually uh, African American studies, American studies, and American history. So I was I kind of thought I would live my life doing history and studying history, which I love, and I do a lot of today. Uh, from there, I went to law school and I went to St. John's Law School and I focused on law and public health. And then I got my public health degree at Harvard University specifically focusing on the intersection of legislation as it relates to health. Uh, And then because I didn't have enough education, I got my master's degree in education from Columbia Teachers College focusing on adolescent psychology. So that's my background. Um, I currently teach, so I, I, teach public health law, which all that means, it's sort of a fancy term of looking at legal regulations, legal laws. Examples are things like the like the soda ban or having to get vaccinated before you go to school. Those are examples of public health laws. Another example would be the executive orders around COVID-19 and shutdowns that we've heard Governor Cuomo talk about on a regular basis. So those are examples as well. So that's what a public health law person does. That's what I study. That is what I research. And that is what I teach about. All right. So that's my background in just the easiest possible way. So <laughs> good news. Yes. So the good news, with all these notes that I have here, the good news is that in New York, we are actually on a downward slope in terms of COVID-19 cases. And so what that means is at our peak in New York, we had uh, just a little bit under 800 deaths a day from COVID-19, which is decently stunning. But the rates of infection were very high. so. In New York now, what you do when you try to figure out how many people have a disease is you take a sampling of a population. So in the state of New York, there are approximately 19 million people that live in this state. And what we do is we take samplings of the people. We can't test all 19 million. Um, all 19 million don't wanna be tested. <laughs> Some people are like, leave me alone. I don't wanna be tested. So what we do is we take a sampling of these people And we test them. And so on May 1st in the city, we tested 12,000 people to see what the percentages were for them of having COVID-19. And actually in the state, it was a little over 13%. In New York City, though, it was 19.9%. The state did that testing again a couple of days ago on June 13th and the number hasn't risen that much. It's actually about 21.9%. So it's a little bit under 22%. So that coupled with the fact that the rates that we see for people who have COVID, when we test large numbers of people, and right now in New York, we're testing about 50,000 people a day, the rates of infection for people are about 1%. So for every... 100 people that we test, only one of those people actually has active COVID. That's incredible. So that's a huge feat for our state. It says a lot about what we've done, where we've come from, from when we had all those people who were passing away and all those people that were infected. So that's the positive, is that we have made great strides in this state. We're at a very low number of people who are actively infected and we've done a really good job of socially distancing and making sure that we have come out on the other side better for it that's the good news
0: right that's the good news now tell us tell us about
3: (laughs) (laughs) i'll call it the 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 less good news okay so the less good news is that while we in this state have done a lot of good things to make sure that our numbers are where I just described them to be, other states are having a little bit more difficulty. Let's put it that way. So other states are have opened up more quickly. In New York, we have something called phases. So in New York City, we are in phase one of a four-phase reopening. We will be in phase two on Monday. Uh, Nassau County, for example, Long Island is actually uh, into phase two slash three uh, and other parts of the state are squarely in phase three. So that's really exciting. But the not so great news is every state hasn't reopened in the way that New York has. And when we go through these phases, what that means is, you know, phase one was basically construction and manufacturing restarted. Okay. Phase two for New York City will mean that you can have dining and outside dining for restaurants. That's an example of phase two. Uh, by the time we get to phase four, by the way, that's education, and that's entertainment. So that's when we're almost, I wouldn't say back to where we were because things are going to be different, but definitely phase four will be when we really start thinking about universities fully opening, schools opening. But in New York City, we're in phase one and heading into phase two on Monday. But some of the other states have not reopened that way. And in fact, they've reopened kind of just fully. So they had dining and restaurants pretty much immediately. And they allowed people to go to barbershops and Hairdressers and bowling and, and, and scuba diving and <laughs> everything. You do it all, do it all, right? Now. Everything. And, yeah, do everything. everything. You know, and you do, do get a haircut and scuba dive at the same time. <laughs> all of the above. So that people took advantage, right? Because people said, well, wait, if the government's telling me I can go scuba diving and get my hair cut and get my nails done and go hang gliding, I'm gonna do it all. And so what that did for us is create a scenario in some of these states where we have seen over the last few weeks that some of the states have opened up an increase in their COVID-19 numbers. And especially in Florida, in Texas, in California, We've seen quite a decent increase in their numbers, and the rates are not going down. So, if you look at, uh, I'm a numbers nerd, and I'm a, I'm a data nerd. So, poor quality you've seen he's, you've seen, you've seen all my charts and my data and so <laughs> forth. So, I know you don't want to see it anymore, but I'll, I'll just imagine if you will it's a curve that looks like this. That's what New York basically has done. We had, we were at an apex and that was around, you know, the really high numbers that I talked about. And now we're really very much down here. But other states, they never did that. They just kept going up like this. And so if you look at the COVID charts for places like California and for Texas and for Florida, they never really had a dip the way we did they just kind of kept going up on an upward trajectory. So they never sort of hit that place where they had their highest cases and then they came out on the other side. So obviously the concern for a lot of people is what we call a second wave, which is, that you essentially have a lull in the COVID action, like in New York, and then as people start to travel, and I'm sure all of you know friends that maybe you're going to, they're in New York, but they're going to Florida, or they're going to Pennsylvania, or they're going wherever, they might go to these places, they might come back, unfortunately, they may come back um, infected, and that's a concern that a place like New York has done so well for so long, and work so hard to get the numbers down. But then as people start to move around a bit and they go to some of these other states that are having increases, it will be difficult for New York to continue to manage the no, low numbers, especially as New York itself is beginning to open up more. So that's the concern. And I would say, I'll just say it's less great news. I won't say it's bad news. It's just less great than the news we heard before.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Heather, for that update. Um, But my question is to you, and I guess this is for Kim and Maria too as well, is how can we stop the spread of COVID-19? Like, how can we stop it? Like,
3: what can we do? So there's a ton that we can do. So I I was sort of surprised when COVID-19 first started because there was this term it's, it's called Boomer Remover. And that's how COVID was first described. So if you go on Twitter, and I know the young people know what I'm talking about. They're smiling. They've heard it, okay? So Boomer Remover was a term that was used for COVID because everybody thought, and you know, I know boomers for young people is people over the age of like 23. I got that. I understand. So I, I've been a boomer for a minute. Okay. But... <laughs> Real boomers, people who are legitimately boomers, were born between 1946 and 1964. And for all our young people, I don't know if you know the origins of a boomer, but these people are the baby boomers and they uh, were born right around World War II And they're called boomers because there was a huge surge uh, in birth from 1946 to 1964 when these individuals were born. And now they're, you know, older um they there there are our our states our, our states people our statesmen and women they're 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 you know senior season, season wise, okay. yes why right why exactly okay so you have these boomers who it does appear and it is true that they are getting covid in um a more virulent way than younger people And so for a long time, we just sort of looked at that thinking, Oh, I'm young. I don't have to worry about COVID because it's, you know, affecting these older people, it's not my problem. Well, interestingly enough, South Carolina is a good example of why this is not true because the, the highest rates of infection and the population that has the most numbers percentage-wise of COVID-19 are actually people ages 18 to 29. And as we see this continue, I think what we're going to see if the rates go up in some of these states is that you're going to see a lot of younger people kind of thought this was something that just affected older people getting sicker. So what can young people do? There's a couple of really simple things you can do. One, wear a mask. Why do we wear a mask? We wear a mask, not necessarily to protect ourselves, but to protect other people. The, The virus that... That is responsible for COVID nineteen, and I don't know if everybody knows why we call COVID. Does anybody know why we call COVID nineteen COVID nineteen? You may not. COVID nineteen is called COVID nineteen because it stands for Corona, C O, um, virus B I, disease D, and then the nineteen is when it was first discovered. So COVID nineteen stands for Corona Virus Disease. And the year is 2019. That's why we call it COVID-19. But that's the disease. The actual virus that causes COVID-19 is a SARS disease. But it's very heavy. It's a it's a heavy disease. It's a heavy virus. It's a, it's actually it's heavy, as opposed to something like um, measles. That's light. It's like light as a feather, and actually it could, you know, sort of like travel on feathers. So. When we think about COVID-19, the virus, because it's heavy, that's why we talk about being six feet away, because it only travels approximately six feet. It can travel further if somebody's shouting or somebody sneezes really hard, but basically what you need to be concerned about is the six feet of distance, because since it's a heavy virus, it can go that far, and then it just drops. It just drops to the ground. So something you can do Wear a mask, always wear a mask because that stops the rate of transmission from you to somebody else. If you are either asymptomatic, meaning you have COVID, but you're not exhibiting symptoms, or if you are symptomatic and you're coughing and you're sneezing, hopefully you're staying home. But if you're not staying at home for some reason, which you should be, it will stop the spread of the disease. The other thing you can do obviously is wash your hands. Wash your hands. Everybody's heard, you know, the happy birthday song or staying alive. That's a little bit before your time, like ah, 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 staying alive. So you can right. So you can you can say you can sing that. Um, that's another thing you can do is wash your hands. I would carry a bottle of of Purell with me at all times. And um, see, this, this is the thing. As you're wearing a mask, sometimes it can be very Comfortable. I have have one of my masks here, a mask, right? If I'm wearing this mask, you know, I might start to to fiddle with it, right? So I might start to touch my face or something because it's uncomfortable. So you want to always wash your hands with some sort of, uh, you know, like a Purell, for example, because we just start touching our faces randomly. And if you want to, you start to pull up your mask or so forth, but your hands are contaminated. That's a way potentially to get COVID. So wash your hands with soap and water as often as you can, 20 seconds. Wear a mask. Try to change your mask as often as possible. If it's a cloth mask like this, you want to wash it. So you want to wash the mask. If you can't, if you don't have masks that you can reuse, get the word out. Makes and I love this program because this is a way to get the word out to other people so people can understand really correct information about COVID. Make sure when you're talking to your friend that you are going to places where you're getting really, really good information and you're not spreading misinformation. Use the parole. And if you're sick or you feel sick, talk with a doctor and then isolate yourself from other people so that you're not impacting people. Because the last thing I will say about this is a concern is that while young people may not get as sick as, old, as older people, if you have a grandparent, if you have an older aunt, even your parents, and you infect them, while you might come out on the other side of it okay, a loved one who's older and maybe what we call comorbidity, so they have some other disease that makes them sick in addition to COVID, they may not be okay. So you wanna make sure that you're safeguarding other people by keeping them at a distance from you if you yourself are sick
4: it's true
0: it's true yeah. Very true. um kim maria any questions for heather um that you're thinking about right now because this is this is this is a lot it's a lot to, to take in mm-hmm. but um do you have any questions for heather
2: um i i have like question Um, like recent news had said, like something about a typical blood type you get COVID-19. I was just wondering if like, that was true or like, um, what are, um, I want to like get more informed on that because I don't really understand the blood type um, thing.
3: Okay. So this is a really good question. And this goes to something called correlation versus causation. Okay, and this is something that researchers really like. But basically, like sometimes you'll hear on the news a study, right? And they will say, oh, uh, people that drink Coca Cola run faster than people who don't. <laughs> I have to think about right? So you say to yourself, what? I, I, huh? <laughs> now, oftentimes when you hear about studies in the media, we assume that there's a causal connection. So because you drink, x you will run faster i mean you know depending on if it's caffeinated that actually might be true um but we we make assumptions and i think we're just sort of led by that because a lot of times um, when we hear reports in the media there's a causal connection that is made if you do a b will happen but studies aren't always that cut and dry oftentimes there's just what we call a correlation so if you do a b happens but we don't necessarily know why it could be because you did a but it could just be because there's some connection with them that's not a causal collection is that making sense to you so a leads to b is causation Mm -hmm. a and b happening together is correlation meaning they're both happening together we don't really know why okay so the blood type study it's interesting because that is definitely um, a there's something going on with people in certain blood types. Seems to suggest that they have a higher rate of getting COVID than other blood types. Just like there's some really interesting studies that you look at that men have a worse outcome from COVID than women. Um, and there's other studies that look at children have better outcomes than adults. Okay so that it doesn't necessarily follow that because you are a child you automatically have a better result all we know is that there's some sort of connection and that's what that blood type study is there is a connection it'll take a lot more research for us to understand what that connection is and that research is happening um you know for now i would highly recommend that and I'm I'm happy to share this with your audience and you look at certain studies by even go Googling, you know, Google scholars. If you Google that or you Google peer reviewed studies, you can find studies about this topic that actually are published in research journals. And that's pretty much the best place that you can get this kind of information. And I'm also happy to share information that I have about this with you and your audience and we can, you know, figure out the best way to do that. But basically, what you don't want to do, you always want to be intentional about getting information and learning more about information um, and don't ever just stop at, you know, something you saw on Instagram or something you said, which you do not seem like that kind of a person at all. So you seem very serious-minded and that you would actually look beyond some meme that one of your friends, you know, posted on TikTok. Actually, I don't even know if you can put a meme on TikTok. You probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you seem like you would go beyond that. So I would say definitely do the research you need to do. Google multiple sources. Get more information. And that's the best way to find out about. And and again, that's what I was saying before, informing Mm -hmm. yourself. A lot of people stop at one piece of information that they get from a friend on Instagram. Don't stop there. Do more research. We all have this great thing called the Internet and this other great thing called Google. Utilize it to the best of your ability to find out more information about something that you think is interesting. And once you find it in four or five different sources that are scholarly works and serious minded, then you probably have something that you can actually say there might be something to this.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Maria, if you have one
1: more.
3: What are some of your like go to resources that you go to
1: to like fact check or research? Because like you said, there tends to be a lot of um, people that just stop at Instagram, like at, at the memes, or like they look up maybe one article. But um, some some of these articles tend to like want to report uh, first, as opposed to as opposed to like um, correctly.
3: If that makes sense. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm a research person. So to be honest with you, I when I hear about information or study, I immediately start searching for the primary source, which would be the actual research study that is being discussed. And oftentimes, when you buy the news article, they will reference either the study itself, which if you're lucky, you can just click on a link and you can go to the study, or they will at least tell you who the researcher is, where the research was done. So, I will go to places like the New England Journal of Medicine or Lancet or the, you know, American Medical Association. Those are really great places to go to get information, but you don't have to be quite that uh, fancy. You can also go to, for example, each state has a COVID website that is done by usually the governor's office of the state. So New York has one. It's forward.ny and it's it's a site where you can go and get a ton of information about the latest in rates and this is where I you know where I get my stats from you know a lot of it comes from sourcing and double sourcing and triple sourcing and going to uh, there's another site IHME that you can get some good charts from but you're all every state is going to have information about their particular uh covid information and and the new york governor's site is helpful to to get some of that information uh you know primary research sources from reputable peer-reviewed articles which it might be a little bit of a struggle to read through you might be like i don't understand any of what these people are saying but try you know if you read enough of these articles eventually some stuff is going to make sense and they, a lot of them nowadays have sites specifically for COVID and they really try to make it understandable. So peer reviewed articles, the, the sites for the various uh, elected officials in your state, um, journals that are reputable, these are all places you can go to get primary information. But I would just say, if you read an article about a study invariably in that article it will cite the study I would go to that study and read it firsthand and just try to understand what it's saying and eventually if you read enough of these you will understand what it's saying it, it might take a little while and there might be words that you're saying I don't know what this means but that's where you can always rely on teachers right and talk with teachers and talk with me and talk with people and, and I understand these words but I'd like some help in really sort of getting it, right, so that would be my suggestion. Does that help? Okay. Yes, it
4: does. Good. I have a question for for Professor Butts. What would you call a, a store where you can go to get a haircut and scuba dive?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the scuba barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> They're on every street corner. Shake
4: Shack. Yes. Shake for...
3: like Shack. Starbucks. Exactly. Yes, they're everywhere.
4: Except for, <laughs> it's for scuba diving and getting haircuts. Yes, yes.
3: Exactly. They're everywhere. They're sweeping the nation. Coming to a neighborhood so near you.
0: <laughs> Heather, you have been a gem in helping us with COVID-19, especially within the city and the community. Um, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Hopefully we can have you again on the podcast. Well, thank you, Heather. Give a round of applause Heather. Thank you thank so you. much, Heather. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> So Black Lives Matter is a movement that is across America, across the world. My feelings for it is, you know, as a Black man, you know, I'm I'm feeling a lot of hope, a lot of hurt, but I just wanted to know how you gals feel uh, about Black Lives Matter and the movement that is happening across the world. Um, I guess I can start with Maria. Maria, how are you feeling about it and um, what's your take on it?
1: Well, it's just... It's great to see a lot of people, a lot of especially a lot of young people going out to protest, just talking about it, even just on social media, I'm trying to bring awareness. Because I think it's super important that we we just educate people about how you can be anti-racist. Because it's just not enough to be like not racist or just you no. Know?
0: Yeah.
1: I know. Like for me, it's definitely made me more um, more aware how the black community was suffering with police brutality. And it's just, I don't know, it's just the conversation is like right now there were so many, of course, outraged, but, and it makes sense, but it's just, I think we just need to continue this conversation, not just let it fade away, like everything else. I think this is something that we need to continue talking about and teaching about in schools. No,
0: that's, that's so good. Wow. Kudos to you, Maria. (laughs) Kim how
2: are you feeling about it um for me it's like same with Maria I really love how like the youth are using their voice and like not a protest and um, changing what they see change in the future and then um, also like for me it's it's been like kind of like a roller coaster how like different events have been happening um, all over the world too how there's like not enough left focus for minority. Like Hispanics and um, that also suffer from like injustice and discrimination, um, but like recent, not recently, but like a few years ago, I would like um in like history class, it was like, it, it, when you were young, it's like everything they teach you is like, oh, the South was slavery, the North wasn't like it was completely free, and like um a few years ago, I like learned that that's like not true, like the North still had slavery, but it wasn't as slave as as the South. And it's just, like, it's just crazy how, like, when you're young, they teach you, like, this history that's not true or not the same history that they later teach you on because you're not, like, you're not going to, like, you're kind of innocent. You're not going to really understand what's going on. And so basically that changes after a while. Um, and then for me, like, personally, it's, it's like, everything on Twitter and, like, Instagram um, it doesn't matter how you voice, like um, your words. It's if you post one image, it's fine. You're still like voicing. If you don't like, you stay quiet. That's it's. It's a way of. It's a form of your own protest that you do as yourself. You don't have to follow others in order to protest, but like you have like your own way of protesting um, at home or like through social media.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I and I agree with you. You both, um, I think just watching all this and it sucks. I mean, don't get me wrong, it, I, I love it, and, and, and I'm gonna be honest and real, it just sucks that it had to take the death of George Floyd for everybody to come together and, and do this, all the stuff. When Trayvon Martin died, when Eric Gardner died, like, we can go name by name, by name, by name, by name, Sandra Bland, like, we can say people's names over and over again but it just took for another black man another black woman um Brianna Taylor like for for everybody to come together and and talk about the real issue and this shouldn't have to happen you know i'm glad that we are all unified and everybody's coming together but we're tired. I'm tired, especially as a black person, like I'm tired just seeing people continuously dying, dying, dying. Um, and yeah, and it's it is not it's not like it's stopping, like it's continuously happening. Um, and so I, I really do agree with you, Kim, that we should be educated, Maria, also, too, we should be educated on more things. I bet you that A lot of people don't know about Juneteenth and that's, and that's real stuff. Like people don't know about Juneteenth or people don't know that the North did have slavery, like slavery, just not in the South. Slavery is everywhere. North, like I just, I just feel like um, we need to be well more informed, especially in American history. that slaves built America like on their backs, you know, like being taken from Africa, being dropped off in the ocean, and then also in the Caribbean, like, and then brought into um, America and all over, um, everywhere, north, south, central, all these places. Um, and so, You know we've had marches black people already have marches already before all this happened where black lives did still matters um but until we and and i hate you know hate is a really strong word and i know i'm talking a lot but i hate it when people say all lives matter right and it's like granted we know that all lives matter we know that like we're not saying that That that's something that we can't say, but for right now, one community is is hurting and in pain more than other communities. So when we can say, when we can all come together and say, "All right, yeah, we, yes, Black lives matter. We should have Black lives. Like we should care about Black people, Black." just black kids, black men, black women, black trans, black gays, black lesbians, like we should care about everything. And I truly believe once we have an equal, I'm talking about everyone is equal, then we can say all lives. But we can't say all lives and one one group of of people are hurting. You know, so um that's that's just my feeling um, about Black Lives Matter. I I feel like we can go on and on about this, and and you know we had a, a episode on you know Black and African lives in in the soccer community, but um yeah I I just you know I'm just I'm in pain. I'm still in pain. I feel like every day is a nightmare.
2: You know? okay.
1: It's just, it, it kind of it's it's so crazy to me that it's like just because of the, the color of your skin, you're at risk. Your safety's at risk, and it's just wild to me. Like little little baby, uh, I can't. No. I can't. Yeah, no. It's like, like it's so insensitive to say all lives matter because it's like I saw this um like a drawing, and it was like a building was on fire, and then the person was like, oh well. They're watering their building that was not on fire. That's, that's basically like all when, when people say all lives matter. Like, right. obviously, like, that building's not on fire. The one that's on fire needs help right now. Right. Like, it, it, it's so insensitive. Exactly.
0: It, it, that's, that's the feeling. It's like we use our voice, we use our voice, we talk about it, we talk about it, and it's just being ignored, ignored, ignored every single time. Um, but it's not just us we need to just come out right, right? It's, it's Spanish people it's Asian people it's white people like we all need to come in and talk about it we need to talk about the real issues and like we cannot be afraid we cannot be scared to talk about these things because if we're scared and we're if we're scared it's like what's the sense if Martin Luther Luther King was scared if Rosa Parks was scared you know what I'm saying? It's like, what if I, I'm scared? You know what I'm saying? And exactly. it's like, we cannot, we cannot be scared. The only way we can change is coming outside of our comfort zones, just talking the real shit. Like, excuse my language, mm-hmm. but we need to talk about the real shits. Like, we need to talk about the real issues.
1: Well, yeah, because it's, it's true, like, we need all these people to turn out, like, if, if you're scared or whatever, imagine what black people go through every day, day. Like, are scared constantly, like with everything that's going on. And it's just, it's crazy.
0: It is like, I had to put it in a, in a contents, like I could been George Floyd and that's, that's simple. Like sometimes I like, this is like really like, Like, really serious is, like, when I go outside, like, I have to be aware of my surroundings. And it's not like someone's going to try to kill me or anything like that. But it's just I got to be on my P's and Q's, like, especially if a cop stops me. Like, when I was driving, when I used to have a car, I would drive. And, and like, when the cops, even if the cops is not, like, pulling me over, my heart is in my hands. Because I don't know what's the next, what's going to happen next. Or if a cop does stop me, I have to, like, literally, I have to tell the cop like, I'm reaching in my pocket right now that I'm pulling out my wallet. Or I'm reaching over to the glove compartment to show you my license and registration. Like, I have to say these things because I don't want them to think that I'm reaching for a gun or I'm reaching for a weapon. And it's not, that's not the case. But, um, yeah yeah it's just it's just it's sad and it's sickening that we are in 2020 a, a new, complete decade. now this is, this is not an old decade that we're in, right This is a completely new decade, and we're talking about racism in America. and do you th- I, I don't think that racism is going to disappear out of the, out of the blue? like, no, people are taught racism. People are not born into racism. That's the difference. And we need to understand that. People are taught how to be racist.
4: Mm-hmm. I
1: think it's important, sorry, call me. No, 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 go um, I think it's important to continue to just educate ourselves. Like Heather said, it's the same with COVID. We don't, we shouldn't stop at like a meme or like a picture on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, whatever. We should continuously educate ourselves with actual sources like it's just i it's mind-blowing we we need to
0: we need to change we need to change and 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 this goes with immigration as well too it's like this shit needs to change stop stop just pinpointing mexico as the evil or like no they want the American dream. All of us wanted the American dream. Not to deviate from Black Lives Matter, but like, people want the American dream. And the American dream is to live right, to live equal, to be together as, as one and, and, and provide for their families. So we, we have a whole list of, of things here that we need to work on. And race is the number one topic we need to talk about. So with that being said, I just feel like we as a group, especially with our young people, want to be honest. We need to go out there and change some things around. Um, Especially with us in the wild sea, it's like some things are going to come up. Like we're going to talk about it. Not, we might not all agree on it, but that's okay to have these discussions, to have uncomfortable conversations with your friends, with your family. That is needed, friends. Whoever is listening to the podcast right now, that is needed. You need to talk to your family and friends and educate them on certain things. But first, you need to be educated yourself before you talk to people. 100%. First, educate yourself, because you can't go in teaching someone math and you don't know math. You know what I'm saying? Like, what thing, you know two plus two is four to five? Wait, what? Two two plus two is four to five? Oh, that's not not right. Um, But please, yes, educate yourself and then educate others, because that is the only way that things are going to change. But yeah listen we can go on and on and i appreciate both of you guys just speaking about speaking up about like black lives matter and i i appreciate you guys talking and just voicing how you feel because this this is this is something that we all need to talk about um but i appreciate you guys um hopefully next week or next podcast um after the 10th episode that's crazy to say 10th episode of our podcast Hopefully, we can really dive into um, certain things and and, and chat about it even more. If you didn't know, um, we have another special guest, David Felston. He is a teacher, like I said, a history teacher at Avenues the World School and also teaches the podcast course at NYU School of Professional Studies. So welcome, sir. How are you feeling today? How's everything?
4: I'm, I'm doing doing well, thank you. Good, good.
0: You. I'm fine, thank you. I can't complain. Maria, I, I think and Kim we're still buzzing off of what Heather said.
4: Um <laughs> that was just hilarious. That's me. <laughs> I learned so much. Thank you, Professor, but I feel safer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> safer with with uh Professor um Heather. I say Professor Heather. I'm gonna say Professor Heather.
3: Well, what is, what is the professor prefer?
0: Yeah, that is the correct. That is correct. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer? Don't
3: call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm happy with any of whatever you all are comfortable with works for me. And so, you know, Sounds yeah. Good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. uh,
4: um, can I say that I want to, um, I am. Thrilled to be here for a number of reasons because I, I love what you guys are doing with this show, but also because I have two former students, um, Kim and Maria, who are 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 making it happen. They're 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 doing what we hoped would happen when we started the the program: is that kids would get inspired and, and figure out, oh, hey, well maybe I can express uh, in this medium and, and, and talk about things that I care about in this medium. Um, and here here they both are doing that, and I think that's. Uh, that's just one.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, you taught them well. You taught them well. Honestly.
4: It's it's uh, we're, we're, we set the table and people either show up or they don't. And and obviously um, Kim and, and and Maria have.
0: Yes. Absolutely. That's well said. Actually, that's really that's really <laughs> deep. If you really think about that, you set the table. It's either up to you to show up or or not. That's really. That's deep. No, I love that. Um, so tell us about the podcast course, Maria and Kim. Uh, you could also tell about your experience, but David, talk to us about what the podcast course is this year um, and how is it different from other years?
4: Um, well, so the this is an idea that came about uh, three years ago. This, this is our third year, um, and it was uh, a combination of uh, NYU... NYCFC and actually the mayor's office at the time coming together and thinking like, how is there some way we can sort of leverage the popularity of soccer um, to teach kids uh, some podcasting skills, how to make audio pieces. Um, So the the mission of the course has been um, to do sort of a combination of things to teach. uh, You know, I guess 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th graders. uh, Basic. uh, podcasting skills how do you do interviews how do you uh, edit interviews how do you write scripts Um, how do you present on the radio all those things Um, how do you uh, use editing software how do you use recording equipment all sort of like the technical skills that go into um, making uh, radio stories but then also storytelling um, the storytelling aspects of it and then um, the idea being that they would use those skills to do stories about soccer um, here in New York City and, and find different angles. Uh, all this all this there's always, you know, there's a million and one angles to, to, to all the different soccer stories in, in this city. So for example, last year we had the students focus on um, soccer and immigration, right? Soccer is is traditionally in the United States been an immigrants game. Um, and so look at it look at the sport from, from that angle. Um, and in this this year, um, because of uh, Everything that's been going on uh, since uh, since the death of George Floyd um, and and the sort of the explosion of, of Black Lives Matter um, in, in the past, you know, what has it been that three, three, four weeks and, and all this incredible change that's been coming about um, because of the tragic death of George Floyd, because of the murder of George Floyd, we thought it would be appropriate to take to to talk about race and soccer um, this summer.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for for that um, in general. Just to hear how that's going to come come along and 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 blossom, really, um, and see how the the people that are in the course how they're going to take that. Um, but for Kim and Maria, how is your experience in the podcast course? Because I know Kim, you were the first ever group, right? And Maria, you came second, or is that? Am I saying that wrong, or?
2: We were both in the same class.
0: Okay, okay. So I apologize, I apologize. Um, but how was, how was your, your, your take, and in, in, yeah, just what was your experience? Uh, I guess we can start off with um, Kim first, and then Marie, you can, you can send us off, yeah.
2: Um, so like from my experience, I really enjoyed it. I actually, the first class was on the day of my brother's graduation. So after the graduation, I had to run um, to class. And then um, basically, that's that, that was the first class. But um, overall, I think I, I did learn a lot, especially um, trying to communicate with people. Um, I still remember going to like games, like field trips, and going to talk to soccer players. And that is the most terrifying thing, talking to soccer players, like... I was so nervous, and my interview was um in Spanish with Jesus Medina and yeah, I was really nervous at that time, but I think um over like the course, I developed more like more skills and like stopped um being as shy in yeah. speaking towards people. but um overall, I really liked the trips when we when we went to different um areas, and we explored different areas. And the um, the behind the scenes, that was also a great experience. And like editing and how to use like white noise and like um, taking little pieces out that we don't like, like inserting different pieces. And I think it was a great experience. So, to our listeners, um, I hope you guys apply too because it, it was a great experience and it looks really good on your resume. Taking a podcast course and you develop a ton of new skills that you probably or will use in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Maria?
1: No, it was it was a really cool and awesome experience. I really learned a lot of skills that we're putting into use right now to practice, and I think it's really awesome. Like I I um I learned all these skills, and I love. I don't know. It just became like a new uh, hobby for me. Like I really like editing. It's like this, I like this podcast too. So.
0: Legend.
1: <laughs> oh, it's it's really cool. Like she's the I one can't...
4: who's doing all the work. Everybody else just sits and talks and talks and talks and then 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 Kim, I mean, then, then Maria's got to go do all the work. <laughs> but no, well, yeah, well, it's true.
1: We need the content <laughs> though, right? So you guys. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> no, but um, just seeing the behind the scenes and all the work that goes into it is so, like, it's crazy to me that, like, there's so much that actually goes into it and I, I'd, I'd rather be, like, behind the scenes. Like uh, Kim said, it was really nerve-wracking to go up to people and, like, interview them, but it did help with, like, um my talking skills, because I still get nervous, but, oh my god, it was really worse before. I wouldn't really like talking. <laughs> but, just having a voice is important, especially in the situation that we're in right now. It's Your voice needs to be heard. So I really do hope that people apply because it's really important. Like
0: you said, it is important to, especially during these times, to have a voice, to really talk about issues and be real and be honest with yourselves. And I think you you, you said it. You said it right there. And especially having this podcast course, Um, talking about race in soccer, right? Like, we talk about race in general. Like, race is, like, a huge, broad topic. But when you're breaking it down to race in soccer, then it's, like, into the nitty-gritty of of a lot of things. Um, But, yeah, but did you uh, record with anybody, Maria? I know that Kim recorded with uh, Jesus Medina in Spanish. Well, that's something that I would like to hear. Um, The... I want to hear that that interview, by the way. If, if we do have audio onto that, uh, I think yeah. I still have it. You do? Please yeah, send it. You. So. <laughs> you.
1: you did such a-
4: <laughs> I think I have pictures of that. I was. I think I have pictures of that somewhere. If you guys, and that was that was because we in the last two years we've been been able to go out to watch NYCFC practice and then they interview the players afterwards, which has been incredible. Um, and then we also had the opportunity to go to games, um, and got press credentials and sat in the press box and got to see that whole, what that whole world was like. Um, right. And then uh, got to go down and interview the players after the game. Which is pretty incredible. Um, awesome. This year, I just will add that this year, obviously because of COVID, we can't do that. Um, uh, but uh, as you guys know, the MLS is doing this whole tournament down in Orlando. Uh, for the month of July um, so we will still have access to the players and we're going to be able to do you know, zoom interviews with uh, with players uh, after practices or after the game so we'll still have that element but i um, not quite as, as fantastic
0: no understandable
4: understandable um
0: but yeah i think i really want to see the photos i've seen i've seen you guys on the inside the the locker room when you guys were recording um that was special to see you guys do it even though i saw it for like a couple of seconds but it was really good to see see you guys do that um but yeah are you excited about this this uh this podcast though david though
4: yes i'm very excited about the one we're doing right now i am also excited about the course i think you know I'm, i'm a history teacher uh and so this um you know, and I'm also with, I also have a television and radio production background, so there's skills that I can teach and that's, that's interesting. But I think um, what's really interesting is being in a room with a group of young kids who are passionate about something like soccer um, and also the things that talk soccer touches, like race, for example. So we have race and soccer, these two incredible topics to discuss. So you know, we can talk about things like how is soccer racialized? Right, how do we see soccer through the lens of race? Um, Why are there so few black coaches in the MLS? Right, Um, how are your opportunities in soccer defined by your race, right? Um, If we think about, you know, racism means, it it tends to mean like leads to limited opportunities, right? And so how, what role is race playing in the opportunities that people get in soccer? I think there's it's it's kind of endless what we can we can talk about within just those few questions.
0: Yeah, it's so true, so so true. I'm excited for this po- podcast course. Sneak in there and just take notes and be like, yes, this is great, this is wonderful,
4: <laughs> excellent, Smithers. <laughs> well, we're, obviously, you're always welcome to 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 join us. Um we'd Love to have you, have you come and, and and talk to the kids. And, and the other thing the kids should know is that. You know that we're doing the class alongside or in conjunction with um, Soccer Block, so that the students who are going to be taking the class this summer, they're they're going to be producing segments that will eventually be published on Soccer Block. Um, And then if they want to, like um, Kim and Maria and Ferris too, right? And Kwaku are both part of it, they, they can continue um, and potentially contribute to the show going, to the podcast going forward. And, and, and hopefully things will will build on, on, on things. Finding the gems. It's just
0: finding, looking for the gems that's out there um, in the podcast world and youth. Um, but we appreciate you, David, for coming on. Thank you so much. Uh, I know that Maria and Kim are are excited to see you honestly, um, but I definitely want to see those photos. I definitely want to see those photos that you have
4: them I'll try to track them down you know the, just so people understand the classes we're asking the question, how is racism you know how is it uh, express itself in soccer? how do we see it but then the other piece of this and the one of the ideas behind the the podcast is that we're not just doing radio pieces for the sake of doing radio pieces, but but we're also trying to think about. Um, what can we say about, uh, about certain things that we care about in in society Um, and how can soccer address those things? Right? So then the question is, how can soccer address these issues of racism in in our society? What, what can soccer actually do about it? Um, so that, and, and then students were thinking about maybe doing stories along those lines. Um, then you, you're not just a reporter. Maybe you're becoming a little bit more of an advocate for finding ways that soccer can address uh, some of society's problems. And, and the soccer, the Saturday Night Lights program is like this perfect example of a program that's saying, "Okay, here are uh, inequalities uh, that stem from race. Let's do something about it. Let's use soccer to do something about that." Absolutely. Um, so that's what the, that's what I'm hoping kids will be up for engaging before you leave, when
0: is the, the podcast course? What are the dates for the podcast course?
4: Okay, so the dates are uh, July 6th, Monday, July 6th through July 10th is the first week of the program. It's like an intensive week uh, where we teach you as much about radio as we can in a five-day course. Um, and then for the remainder of July, every Monday and Wednesday, we will meet um, uh, as part of like uh, this sort of production of uh, the segments that they're gonna produce. So they would produce three segments uh, throughout the remainder of July. One of those will hopefully make it or should make it into uh, soccer block.
0: Great, uh, I can't wait and I can't wait to listen to that because to have more listeners and hear what, what the the youth are doing with especially Race, right? That's a big, big uh, topic right now. But appreciate you, David. Thank you so much for coming and coming through. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. So for Thank
1: you. Thanks, Thank
4: Marie. you. Thanks, Kim. Great to see you. Good to see you too. <laughs> bye. I'll come. I'm come looking for you guys. <laughs> <I
1: hope so.
4: laughs> bye. 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 Later. We we
0: came up with a list. People is is not this is not in order. I know my my list is not in order. I don't even think I have ten people. I think I have nine. Like the tenth is like really hard. Like it's always like when you get it, it's like when you get in a list and you're like putting down like especially if you like talk about yourself like oh what is good about me? Alright, maybe my personality. What else? Like it's so hard to get <laughs> A list. So um, even if you don't have a top 10 list, uh, what we're going to do is to discuss um, basically our top 10 list of leaders, athletes, and any other person that we look up to um, because it's good to, you know, it, it just dives into like what hope is and, um, you know, people that we look up to that, uh, that give that hope. And honest and honesty. But before that, um, I know today is Juneteenth. We are recording it June nineteenth, twenty twenty. But if you want to read more about Juneteenth, go on www.nycfc.com dot com slash juneteenth. J-U-N-E-T-E-E-N-T-H. Okay, that is Juneteenth. Um so please, please um, check that out. It's very educational. Um, you can also check on our social media as well. We also have um, some information on our page as well. So um, who would like to start with their top 10? Top 10 list. Ooh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right. How about this? How about this? We do one at, one at a time. Okay, maybe let's do five. Let's do five. Um, uh, we could do we could do the the obvious of like family, um, friends, maybe. Um, but you know, let's do one at a time. Um, and I, I'll start first. I'll start it off. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say Barack Obama. I know that's so obvious. I know that's super obvious. But this brother, this man, this president, the 44th president showed so much. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, no one's perfect, right? There's no such thing as a perfect presidency or a perfect person or a perfect anything. Like, our podcast is not perfect but just the resilience and the the he articulated so well and kept it real and was so personable um and he ran like just just think about this like in 2008 he ran off of hope like that was his his thing like hope right of a new america getting out of recession Um, and bringing, bringing new things to the table. So I chose Barack Obama on, on this list. You probably have Barack Obama on your list, but maybe if not, I'm sorry, but check off to Barack Obama on my list. Uh, (laughs) anybody else would like to, to go on their, on their list?
1: I'll go. (laughs) Okay. Um, 'Cause my list is a bit more personal. Like Okay, no, that's
0: totally fine.
1: For me. Um, and like Kwame said, there's no order. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna say that before Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, before anybody listens and be like, Oh, so she put him before me? <laughs> exactly.
1: I was like that. Nah. But um for sure it seems like for me the first um i guess one of the first people that came to mind was um tyler the creator
0: <laughs> that's dope What i that's really interesting <laughs> i was listening to listening to some of his music and i'm a big insecure fan i don't know if you guys watch insecure but they put a song on their like list of like on spotify of can We Be Friends? I think that's the name of the song. Yes. Friends. And I love that song so much. It's so <laughs> good. I listened to it almost, I was riding my bike listening to the song on, repl- on replay. Um, but I would like to know why Tyler, the creator though?
1: Well, he he's always been a bit controversial, but he's always stayed true to himself. Like he's changed over the years, but he's always expressed himself in the music. and. I don't know, like I've listened to him since I was in like middle school, like eighth grade. And so listening to him around that time was kind of like, he was really, um, I don't know, he has like such a cool personality to me. Like I think he's so awesome and cool. And like me being an eighth, a timid eighth grader who can't even like talk like properly to someone. I don't know, I, he, he was a really big like person I looked up to. In a sense, like, he could just be himself with anyone, literally. Like, he could be sometimes, like, maybe rude, but, like, in a funny way. But I I don't know. And, like, um, I don't know. I, I, like, spoke to Kwame about this, like, briefly. But um, I went to his concert, like, last September in 2019. It was such a wild experience. Like, so cool. Like, I don't know. His his concert was so awesome. People were like, I couldn't breathe at one point, but... (laughs) It was so awesome. <laughs> the energy.
0: It was, it was a lot. It was. Good. No, that's awesome. That's, want to give a shout out to him right now. Even though if he does not listen, <laughs> do your shout out right now to him. Right.
1: That is Tyler Creator, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, like, like legit. I love them so much that my like um, I, I don't know if you guys know like Earl sweatshirt. He's in the same category. Because I loved him too, so my friend knows that I loved him. They painted me like a whole canvas of Earl Richard. Uh, but
0: that's fire. That's yeah. Dope. I kind of went on, but I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Shout out to you, Tyler, the creator, for influencing Maria, or um, yeah, just making good good music. Um, Kim, tell us tell us your, your, your person.
2: Um, So my person is not Barack Obama or Tyler, the creator, but I like them both. (laughs) Um, My person is, um, she's from Mexico. It's a woman. Her name is Sor Juana Ines de la Cruz. So she's a a writer. Um, She was born in Mexico, and she was a self thought scholar and writer during colonial Latin America. And then she was the first woman to like recognize women's rights, and so she, in order to like uh, pursue her studies, she had to become a nun, so that she can um, educate herself, and and then she like, um, in her writing, she writes about challenging societies and um, the worth of a woman, and then one of like my favorite pieces is is in Spanish, hombres necios que or foolish men. And that's like basically, um, it's it's a story of like a one, a one woman and like men's desires and like um, so having like one woman that's like works at home, stays with them forever, and then there's like this um, other woman that's like they use her as pleasure, but um, but like here in the story, she's like saying that um, that she challenges the society and like she acknowledges. Um, different ways that women are actually like how they actually are instead of like um, men accusing women for who they are. And so, um, yeah. And she challenges them politically and like um, socially. So that's why I think she's like a real inspiration toward me. And yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yo, that's it. All right. Well, the podcast is <laughs> over. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> No, that's so dope. By the way, the way that you um, the the quote that you had in Spanish, I knew that because you know I'm two point five Spanish. You know, I knew that already. But um, wow, that's (laughs) that's so dope. Wow.
1: Damn, Kim. Send me some
0: information. Please send me some information on her, please, because I want to read that. Wow. And is it in Spanish or is it is is it um in English as well too? Or is it just in Spanish?
2: Um, so I, her story, um, like her that piece, it's um, originally in Spanish, but I think there's a translation to English. Okay,
0: I'm gonna definitely search that up. That that was that's awesome. I love that. That's really cool. I don't. Even, I feel like I shouldn't even give my next person because I, like, your yours is like I feel like it's better than ours. Well, for me,
1: no facts. Funny.
0: It's like I I don't want to say my top ten, but all right, all right, all right, all right let's do Thanks. let's do two more each, and then um and then then we do our final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm gonna start singing for that because you know. I'm oh, a good
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: DJ Thanks. You already, already
0: know I'm in the building. Um. So my next one is, is going to be super obvious and like, why? But I'm going to say LeBron James, why LeBron James? You may ask LeBron James has done so much for his community and spoke out about so many things that are uh, like issues that are happening in America. Um, especially about Eric Garner when they had, when he was in Miami, shout out to you, LeBron, because, you know, I'm a Miami Heat fan, Dwayne Wade too, shout out to you. Um, But, (laughs) um, when they, when Eric Garner died and, and and when he said, I can't breathe, like he was, he stepped up along with like um, Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul, where they were like, you know what? Like, this needs to stop like we're gonna show our solidarity and like had majority of all the NBA teams like their warm-up shirts to be saying I can't breathe and they would put it right in the middle of the 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 um, the arena um, and just leave it there for the for the warm-up um, and so and I mean he has done so much for his community in Akron Ohio um, building a now listen to this: a free school for kids with free books, with free everything, with um, access to go to college for free. Um, with I think within um, like the University of Akron or in just in Ohio. Um, but just think about that like imagine if we can have a, un- a school for kids that are, is free where they don't have to pay for anything don't have to pay for food they don't have to pay for anything which has extracurricular activity and i think that he knows all of his students in his in his school so i mean you know people like him needs needs the flowers and you know i've always always heard when you give back you get tenfold um the return back to you so um giving is something that we should all do um when we when we have a platform or you know just just in general so that's 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 my that's my other person so uh yeah that's super dope right
1: I can't even go after that. Like, <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. Though. Like giving back to the community, just to a community period is just yeah. awesome. Like, if you have like the funds, the resources to do so, you should. That's or well, you know, it's it's great if you can. You know, yeah, yeah. We are. so awesome. But um, who you got? Okay, so for me, like. Um, starting SML was a big part of me starting soccer and just playing soccer in general and getting out of my shell even more. It definitely impacted me. Um, so I have to go with <laughs> Coach Lily. Coach Lily. Yeah, that's hard. Like, I can't pick, like, all the coaches are awesome. Coach Ivan, Coach Omu, Coach Yannick. I, the list goes on, like but um coach Lily really did like she was like always there for me, no questions asked. I could text her, anything going on. She'd be like, What's up, buddy? Anything. Literally, she took us um to our first like pride parade and it was so awesome being a part of that. Yeah, but um we walked in the parade and it was it was so cool. Just She's always been there for me. She helped me with my college applications. the school in general. She's like I always had like a hard time like speaking or just like figuring out my emotions and stuff, but she's always been like a mentor to me. Oh, my God, what is there crying? It's fine, no, it's okay to cry. <laughs> I forgot you guys can't see on the podcast. It's <laughs> only so quiet. you can't really see this right now.
0: But thank you for for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, the love that that I know a lot of a lot of SNL have so much love for Lily. Um, she's she's an amazing person, and I know that Maria can't can't shout you out right now, Lily. But thank you, Lily. Shout you out. We shout you out. Thank you so much, uh, Kim. If you wanna say. This person.
2: Um my mine is, is, is not a person, it's a character, cartoon character.
0: Okay.
2: Um I don't know if that the I didn't know if that counted, but um
0: that counts.
2: Um his it's I watched it when I was a little girl. It's Man. It's a Japanese cartoon. Um so it's a superhero. He like dedicates himself to like um eating and like um, the cause of justice, and for like different people that go through injustice, and then um, and so he like uh, he he's made out of bread and like red uh, red beans, red beans. So like inside he's red bean, and like he's made out of bread, and then um, that's cool. <laughs> and then so he helps um, anyone that's in trouble and like try to drive villains like saves people but um i see him and i like i i kind of like admire him um because he's like someone that someone that's made since it's like made out of bread it's kind of easy to like destroy like um make someone look smaller but um since he's made out of bread i it's it's for me it shows like you can grow as a person so like he doesn't have much to offer but he but he still is there and helps people and so like I see it as as I grow as a person um I start knowing more and like um using my imagination more to to grow and so and have like my mindset to to guide me through different situations in life and then as I become stronger um like I I don't let people see like my disappointment or my like my focus on like my losses but I'm still building like my future and learning from the my, my mistakes and trying even harder so like that's that's kind of like how I see him and so like basically um I I admire him for like being such like a a ca- uh, like a character that develops over time and like um see people see him as since he's like made out of bread um it's easy to destroy, but like inside, um, you keep growing, and like you, at some point, you like like a superhero, or yeah, so, yeah, like that. If That's that makes awesome. sense. Oh, that makes
0: sense. That makes sense. I would like to see this. I, you know, a lot of people talk about anime. Is it anime, right? It's anime, right?
1: Um, it's a Japanese.
0: It's Japanese.
1: I mean I, I know that he gives like parts of himself because he's made of bread.
0: But I think okay. it's
1: a lot Yeah.
0: Okay. I need to watch I need to watch some 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 stuff. I feel like I'm out out of the loop. I feel like I'm old. You know, <laughs> when you're not. Chelsea Chelsea oh you know, Chelsea said I was old yesterday. And <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. If you guys don't know, We had a Wild Sea meeting, a Youth Leadership Council meeting yesterday. And Chelsea, the one that's a part of the podcast, called me (laughs) old And forgot about me. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it here. I'm not going to talk about it here. But we're going to talk about it too. Okay? Um, All right. That's cool. That's cool. Y'all like to go one
1: more? One more round? Ooh, it's going to be hard.
0: It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Um,
1: um
0: <laughs> hard. hard. And I just want to say the people that are on my list, I don't want you to think that y'all above anybody else. Everybody equal, okay? Everybody okay. equal. Okay? No one is above anybody. And maybe except for my mother. My mama might be just a smidge a little <laughs> But <everybody,
2: and> maybe-
0: <laughs> but that's about it okay that's just it um but I want to recognize someone um that's a part of the NYCFC family um that you know I've learned a lot from this person a lot from this um this 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 gentleman this this young man um this is hard because I want to say both of them. Um, Because they're both part of NYCSC, so maybe that's, like, one in itself. So I'm (laughs) going to cheat, so I'm going to say both of them. I'm going to say Tommy um, Battle. Um, He is um, a part of the digital team, excuse me. Uh, A dope photographer, okay? Like, when I say dope, I mean dope. Um, And Prospero Herrera, if you don't know him that is props. So both of them I look up to because um, they look like me. Let's keep it a, keep it a hundred. They look like me. Um, You know, both of them are totally different people, but they just have wisdom, wisdom on top of wisdom, on top of wisdom. And they help me with so much things with like photography or um, just shooting, shooting, shooting the talk. I'm going to stay in a PG, PG, uh, or G version way, but yeah, um, props, um, just being my boss as well to, uh, and you know, him putting me in opportunities and situations where I could succeed and also fail. Um, you know, like there's things where I need to learn from myself and if I can't do it then I ask him or ask other people before him, but, um, just wanted to shout both of them out. Um, really appreciate them to both. Um, and you know, they're, they're, they're figures, they're figures in, in, within NYCFC. And so for me on that case, but, um, great, great individuals, great leaders, great, uh, people, um, in general. So those, those, those two are on my list as well. I have others on my list, but we're not going into all of them. So those are the people on my list so far.
1: No, this is hard.
0: Remember, there's no list. There's no. There's no. No one is higher than the other. No
2: particular one. order.
0: Yeah, oh, no cool. particular order. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you don't have to. Maybe how about this? If you don't want to give a, a deep dive in why they're in your top ten, but just maybe a little information o- about them.
1: <laughs> Love you, Maria! I can't, I have to say both my parents. Then there's also, ah, that's hard. My friend Jasmine, who was also a part of um, SNL um, for like a, a good while, like two years, three years. I don't know if she's taught me to be really confident in myself, like not even just like, like appearance-wise, She'll be like, oh, you can wear anything, things like that. Like, she empowers me. She's like, like um, a woman that I really look up to. Um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, but I shout out to Jazz. I might tell you about this later. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no,
0: that's great. That's really great. That's really great. Um, and Kim.
2: Um. Again, yeah, no particular order. Um, <laughs>
0: Got to say that. You got to say that. I yeah. understand. I understand.
2: Um, it's my my friend group. So we have our name as, I don't know how its name came to be. It's called the Cow Devils. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: really want to know the background, but I'm going to let you keep on going, though.
2: <laughs> um, so I would, like, in school, I, I, just, I always struggled with, like, friend groups. And so they, like, always stayed true to me. And they've always supported like my decisions, and I can easily talk with them and and communicate with them well. And um, they they like I look up to them most uh, like always because we're all different, so we all come from different backgrounds, and um, we're just like a big friend group that um supports each other and like we we um try to find our best potential in each other and like we guide each other through like most difficult times so i really i am thankful to have them with me
0: <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Um and what was the name of the what was the name of the group?
2: The Cow Devils.
0: The Cow <laughs> Devils.
2: With a V at but the end.
0: <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone and we're gonna be like that. We going to leave that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes yeah, so final thoughts final thoughts I'm still working on it I'm still working on it um final thoughts about this whole episode or what do you want people to know what do you want people to know um and I'm going to start with Kim because Kim this cow devils um uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so final thoughts i i i think all the information heather gave us professor heather gave us um really informative um thank you for that information um so i hope our listeners um can keep updated with like news and especially with this podcast and like everything about covid19 um and black lives matter as well and use your voice um keep going i know in the future or soon we're gonna have change and i hope we do and i just want to uh again no particular order to my heroes but um i love you all and i did have more but we're gonna share a few right now and but i really admire all of you guys and um uh I leave it off with um, try to, if, like, I don't know how to say this. Um, you can bring change to, like, to the community by little small things that you do, no matter what it is, just go for it and um, try to see change in your community and just go for whatever you see is most needed in your community.
0: Big facts. Big
2: facts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Um, (laughs) Maria?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Going off of um, Tim, um, yeah, continue to educate yourself. Um, I think it's super important to just try to educate yourself and others. Use your platform. Use your voice however big or small it is, it's still important. Using your voice is super important and essential in helping not only yourself, but your community and others. Um, and I really do hope that people do apply to this, um, to the podcast course, because it's, um, it really helped me with just getting my voice out there being heard i think it's super important also like Tim said yeah like just want to say thank you to all uh, my top ten. <laughs> i don't even think i have top ten, but like ten. Just, just everyone in general like kwambi said everyone's you know equal but i love y'all <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back, back. Shout, out, uh, shout out to who their first who's your first person that you shout out
1: shout out the creator, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, the creator. Um, come through come through I can get on the podcast <laughs> nah. come through I mean what's up
0: you can talk about music and soccer I guess um, but yeah thank you both I appreciate it you both coming on um the podcast this episode it's, it's been a pleasure um just chatting with you both um so yeah i'm i'm just gonna leave off with a little um a little not a little quote but <clears throat> it's like we cannot be afraid to talk about the issues in this country that's just point blank period um we have to care about human rights. Um, we have to care about all people. Yes, um, but right now, um, my community matters. My friends and family matter. I matter. Black lives matter.
1: Hundred thousand percent.
0: Thanks. Um, so that's that's all I'm going to leave it off with. We just need to talk about things.
2: Call me twenty twenty. Yo, No, 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 no,
1: that's a lot of that's
0: a lot of pressure. That's, a lot of pressure. that's a lot of
1: pressure. You got it. Um, got it. <laughs> that's
0: that's funny. Um, but I appreciate you both, Maria and Kim. Yes, the
1: ninth episode. <laughs> so emotional.
0: Maria! Um, this is dope. I love it. I love it. Until next time, friends, always peace and love. Later, y'all.